Hey y'all, it's your girl IJ. And this is Cut. And And you're you're listening listening to The The Refresh. Refresh. Hang out with us for a while and rejuvenate your mind through open discussions about Black mental health. No subject is off limits. Hello, hello, and welcome to a, another episode of The Refresh Show. I'm Cuddly, and Ijoma is in here somewhere. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. So we're going to start off, of course, with our hookah section, where we talk about all of the nice things that happened to us this week or in the recent past. My hookah for the week is going to be that I recently purchased some tickets to see Sam Smith in concert. Ooh la la. Very excited about it. Very excited about it. So one, it's in London. I'm like doing this thing right now where I just want to visit Europe all the time and nowhere else. So London is definitely on the bucket list. It's at the O2 Arena, which I've heard excellent things about. So I'm excited to see. But mainly it's just because I've been following Sam Smith for a while since he was like all baby-faced in 2013. You know, when like Stay With Me was a huge, a huge deal. And I've just been following his career ever since. And he's just gone through all of these different stages of his artistry. And where he is currently is very, it just feels right. It feels like it's very him. Like he got through the whole do what people are telling him to do. And now he's in the do what I want to do phase of his career. <laughs> so I'm Every just excited. Every gets there to, eventually. Right. Hopefully. But yeah, I'm just excited to go and see him be his true self and perform at the O2 Arena. And I've seen him perform before. It was at Music Midtown in Atlanta. And, you know, that was when he was very mainstream, but he's still amazing. But yeah, I'm excited for the contrast and to see him in his own space. You know, I know very little about Sam Smith. So what's his music like now? Oh, that makes me sad. I actually didn't know that. (laughs) I cannot name a song that he sang. Stay with me. You've heard Stay with me. (laughs) Oh, won't you stay with me? Cause you're all I need. Seriously? I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. I didn't know it was him. (laughs) Yes, it's Sam Smith. I I refer to him as the male Adele. Mm. Yeah, I know people aren't going to agree with that, but maybe they will. He just has like a really, (laughs) he has a really big and powerful voice. Like it's perfection. And he has, I guess she's, are they from the UK, British? I'm actually not sure. I know Adele is for sure. I don't know about Sam though. Yeah, I have no idea now that I think about it. But you know, they have the cool the cool. That girl a fake fan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Damn. But yes, I'm <laughs> very excited to go see him. Um, his music now, as you you asked that a couple seconds ago, but his music now is very, it's, I want to say like mystic, but then I don't want to mm. say that because he had this song recently with Kate Petras, I think is her name, but it's called huh. 
unholy. It's like dun 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 from the body shop. Oh, they played that at cycling before, and I like that song. (laughs) Yes, that's him. That's him and her. I've been wanting to take my Shazam out during cycling. I'm like, girl, don't do this. But I've heard it, and I was like, (laughs) I like this. Well, now you know it is Sam Smith, and I want to say her name is Kate Petrus. Yeah, I've heard her name only because that same cycling instructor is obsessed with her, and I'm like, you be liking the unknowns, but nothing wrong with that. That's definitely a great song to cycle to. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right, I Sam Smith, I guess I am a fan. <laughs> yeah, you are, apparently. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, my hygge of the week was that we hosted our first dinner party in our new home. Ooh. So on Friday night, we had Jake and Vanessa over. And it was just really nice because, you know, in these last couple of years that I've been here, like, you know, dinner with Jake and Vanessa is always at their house or like we usually go out. So it was really nice for us to, you know, kind of do the opposite and invite them over and have them be our like, not the first guest, but like the first event that we're hosting in our yeah. home. And that just felt really special. Yeah, it was super fun. Guess what I made? Yeah, you already know what I was going to ask. What, wait, did you make shrimp rice? <laughs> no, I did not because we have oh. a shellfish allergy. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Damn, Jared. <laughs> Damn. But I made potatoes au gratin. Mm. They were amazing with the crispiest top layer ever. You sounded like those New York Times commercials when they talk about the food. You know, they'll be like, oh, with a salmon with a crispy crust. <laughs> That's what you sounded like. Did you get totally the, what I was going for? Did you get the recipe from them? Yeah, it actually was the New York Times recipe. See? <laughs> See? Continue. That's hilarious. So I made that, and then Jared made a roast beef and some Brussels sprouts. But the star of the show was our dessert. So for dessert, We made some ice cream sandwiches, but Jared made these cookies that are pumpkin spice cookies. They do not taste like pumpkin at all. They actually taste like ginger snaps. So we made those types of cookies with some like homemade vanilla ice cream in the middle. Mm. And girl, they were just phenomenal. Just one of the best desserts I've ever had and just works so well together. Like we really was tearing them things up. (laughs) And in season. Yeah, and in season. (laughs) Hmm. Were they like crunchy cookies or were they like the perfect soft melt with the ice cream type cookies? So girl, get this. The edges are kind of crispy, but Mm. the insides are soft. Nice. Nice. (laughs) And it was like we we made them, let the cookies cool, and then we put the ice cream and then we put them back in the freezer so that, you know, it wasn't like warm cookies melting the ice cream all crazy. It was Amazing. It was an ice cream sandwich in its Mm. finest form. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, it was perfect. It's just so much fun to just have them over and just feel like we, like it felt like our version of a housewarming, you know, because we haven't really had a housewarming yet. So felt like the home was broken into. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Uh, you know I was going to ask what y'all ate. You know I was going to ask. Tell me about the roast beef, though. I'm actually a little bit interested. Like, was it pink? Was it well done? Well, you know the answer to that. But before he made the roast beef, he was like, do you like roast beef? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's not really something that I typically order, you know? But it's like, I like beef in other forms, so I'm sure I will. But it was great. It was just like a big, like lump of beef and it was saying 
medium rareish. Nice. And yeah, just like those nice slices of beef. And then he made like a little like Jew to put on top of it. So mm-hmm. who girl, mm-hmm. we were eating heavenly on Friday. I mean, cheesy potatoes and meat. That's just, and then you got to throw the veggie in there because we're not animals, right? <laughs> <But> exactly. <laughs> perfectly balanced meal. Yeah, it was awesome. And girl, we just had so many leftovers. So we ended up taking the roast beef and making like sandwiches out of them. So yeah, it was the meal that just kept on giving. Wonderful. <laughs> We'd love to hear your hugas of the week. Follow us on Instagram at The Refresh Show and let us know in the comments. So today we're going to be discussing modern dating and specifically focusing on how online dating has changed the culture of dating. Though online dating isn't necessarily a new thing, there's current research that suggests it has transformed the way in which most adults are meeting their romantic partners. A 2019 Stanford study showed that about the last 10 years, online dating has become the primary way in which adults are meeting their romantic partners and has replaced more traditional ways of meeting, such as meeting through friends or meeting at school, in the community, or bars and restaurants. Dating apps like Tinder and Hinge were founded in 2012 and revolutionized dating approaches with the introduction of swiping left and right. Apps like these continue to dominate the modern dating scene and have led to a huge increase in the percentage of couples who are meeting online, current estimates thinking that about 25% of relationships have begun online. All right. Well, I mean, let's just get into it, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we both have a bit of experience with uh, online dating. I think then most of the world does. Just a little bit. But yeah, so... I remember when I first got into online dating, I thought it was just the weirdest thing. You know, it was, um, I want to say Bumble, and this was like 2014 when I first moved to Atlanta. You know, it was a lot of like club promoters on there as well as like really creepy people. But yeah, dates nonetheless. My first, you know, experience just being a grown woman who had like a bunch of guys at her fingertips for lack of better uh, wordage. But yeah, I mean, it's just changed so much. There's stuff like Bumble, which was like kind of okay for a while. And then there was Tinder, which became just disgusting after a while. And now there's Hinge, which is probably, in my opinion, the best out of all of them. But I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say the same for me. Like I, well, again, these apps were just being created when we were graduating college and like, you know, around that time we were just still kind of in that college mode, you know, going to parties all of the mm-hmm. time. And, you know, they just kind of have that built in social sphere. But I started using the apps when I got to Philly. So I was like probably 25 ish or so when I first used one. And I also thought it was really weird. Like I honestly thought <laughs> it was for losers who just couldn't meet people in real life, yeah. you know, but I think it started to feel more normal because everybody, like all my grad school friends were doing it too. So it almost became kind of fun, you know, it became something to just kind of talk about and gossip about with with them. And I think that just kind of made it feel more normal that, you know what, everyone I know who's around my age is actually doing this. It can't be that weird. But yeah, it just started to become more like fun. And I remember just really enjoying talking about all the dates that we went on, you know, like we all come back on Monday, like, and just talk about our dates, you know, the good ones and the bad ones. But that was just a way to kind of bond and just get closer to people I didn't know very well mm-hmm. at that time. So I feel like that's kind of how it became normalized for me. And I think the first one I used was definitely Tinder because like Tinder was 
that girl back then. then. You know, it wasn't as crazy (laughs) as it is now. Like people were actually looking for relationships on there. But I definitely started with Tinder. I don't know what came next, but I used Hinge. I used Coffee Meets Bagel. I forgot about Coffee Meets Bagel. What a delicious (laughs) name. (laughs) Right. Though, honestly, Coffee Meets Donut is probably a little better. I mean, but but, yeah, because you don't want to dip a bagel into coffee. That's just cream cheese. Right. And it's just not the, like, it's not the pairing that people usually say after coffee. They were probably trying to, like, they were probably trying to, like, use, from a marketing standpoint, like, they were probably trying to appeal to, like, the Northerners, like, the Philly people and the New York people. We're Northeastern. We eat bagels. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I basically tried them all and, like, now that I'm done with the apps, I can say for sure that Hinge has always had the best quality. Yeah. Like in terms of the things that I think are important for dating, I'm like, yeah, I've had seen the most of that on Hinge for sure. I would agree. And, you know, like you said, things have changed over time. Like I think it was Tinder, Bumble, and then around the same time or, you know, at the same time, Coffee Meets Waffle. <laughs> now it's Hinge, but... You know, I feel like they all gave you what you needed at the time. Like, you know, I remember Tinder mm-hmm. being very, like you said, college, fun. Like, I don't care about where you work or how many kids you got because that's just not coming across my feed. But yeah, in my adult years, I would definitely say that Hinge, it's not about, oh, look at my face. You want it or not. It's more so about details. You know, like I don't want to swipe not swipe, but what is it? Match with a conservative person. Cause that's just not what I want. Right. I don't want to match with an atheist. Cause that's just not what I want. You know, I don't want to match with someone who has children, you know, cause you know, that's not what I want. So I appreciate yeah. hinge because it's more so based on details about the people and not just photos. Mm-hmm. I remember even when like hinge was new, what I liked about it was that it actually used to be mutual friends. Like I remember Hinge used to be, because you you sign in with your Facebook account and they would show you people who were friends of your Mm -hmm. friends. So there was always a thing where I'm like, okay, well, let me hit up, I don't know, Brian and ask him, do you know this guy? Like, is he normal? What can you tell me about him? And I think that just gave it a little bit more credibility because it was like, okay, I'm meeting a stranger, but at least I know someone who knows them and can just, you know, give me a heads up if, if this person is completely insane. If I should waste my time, I don't think it's like I was about to say, there's no way that's still a capability because people are not (laughs) trying to know who you know when it comes to online dating at all. Like people using single letters and symbols as their names now. So I know they're not trying to (laughs) swipe it left (laughs) or like fake words like Mac Daddy or or I'm our first never last. Like get your. God. (laughs) Yikes. So obviously we've both used multiple apps. Would you say that, would you say that you've had success? I would say no, because success for me looks like a long-term relationship that sticks, you know, not like a long-term relationship that lasts for some months or a year. And that's what I've had thus far. You know, when things were really rising with the, uh, with, you know, in, in the early days with uh, Bumble and Tinder and all that, I was in like a long-term relationship. So, 
while everyone was talking about going on days, I was like, yuck, days, who cares? And then it wasn't until we ended things, which was like, I want to say 2017, 2016, that I started using it. So I was a little bit behind the curve. That girl was late. I was a little late. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't say I, I mean, I'm single. So no, I wouldn't say I've had any success. I made some chill friends. I wouldn't say great friends off of it, but nah, no successful relationships yet. But I also think that it has a lot to do with, with location and where you're at. Definitely. Yeah. I'd say it's been mixed for me because I've had a lot of I had a ton of no successes for a very long time, you know, all through grad school. I felt like I was like on and off the apps, like, you know, because you get on and it's fun and you're going on dates. But then there was the time where I'm like, I just keep going on like first dates, you know, or just meeting people and it's just not working out for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So I would notice I would kind of get into this pattern where I'm like, I'm on. And then I just get so frustrated with it all that I would delete all the apps and be like, fucking yeah. done. But then I don't know, three weeks later, you're like, you know what? Your girl's lonely right. out here. Let me <laughs> redownload this shit. So it just became this like cycle of redownloading and deleting and downloading and deleting. So for a while, I definitely felt extremely just kind of hopeless mm-hmm. about it all. It's like, whatever, this is just what it is. But now, like, I would say I have had a success on Hinge, you know, like, been with my mans now for over two years, and we met on Hinge, and things are just kind of great from the jump and have been great since. So, you know, I'm happy that I stuck it out, if you will, but I was definitely completely over <laughs> these apps for a while. No, and that gives me, every time you tell me that, it gives me that little boost that I need, because I... You know, like I said, I'm, I was behind the curve. Like this all feels new. These last two years, these are the only two years I've ever like dated in like for real, for real. And it all feels absolutely insane. But like just hearing mm-hmm. that people have had horrible experiences, which is exactly what I'm going through. It, it gives me hope to like, okay, well maybe, you know, don't just give up on it because thing, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel or whatever, but yeah, and especially you know our our mutual bestie. I mm-hmm. always tell her like y'all must have been the last successful couple that came from Tinder because <laughs> Tinder, <how>? right? <laughs> like I don't. I was like, you know what? If Tinder needs to call y'all and let y'all advertise for them because <laughs> because you know, that is not what people think of when they think of Tinder. I mean, okay? yeah, they think of the other thing, the quick thing. <laughs> But I mean, shout out to y'all. We love y'all. Beautiful, beautiful family with my boy, my boy Mans. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm like, honestly, like them and this, even so many of my other friends now, I'm like, I know so many people who have met their husbands or their long-term partners on the app. So I feel like for just people in our, around our age range and in our generation, like, Think, I don't know if it'll ever be like the 100% norm, but it's like, this is becoming more normal, you know? And I remember having to tell my mom that I met <laughs> my boyfriend on an app and I was so nervous about it. because so I was like, I already know what's going to go through my mom's mind when she hears an app, you know, she's going to be thinking about mm-hmm. Tinder. <laughs> and I was like, should I like explain this to her? So I had to have a whole conversation. Like, it's not what you're thinking. There's actually some reputable apps mm-hmm. on here. But yeah, it's just becoming more 
normal, honestly. It's it's actually very rare now that I hear someone say like, oh yeah, I was introduced to this person or I met this person out. And especially because like, I mean, you know, these last several years, like being out hasn't always been an option. Yeah, definitely. Let me ask you this. <laughs> so like yeah. there are things that are no's for me. Like you want, everyone wants to say they're not picky, but you're always going to be picky to someone, right? So my definite do nots on dating apps are like, for instance, if there's a photo, if there's like a profile where the guy is taking a selfie or a video of himself smoking hookah in the club, every other photo, like that's a no. Like I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to do it. If there's a profile where he's like hit me up and he puts his IG profile, like at the top of his profile, I'm like, okay, you're just out here, you know, trying to socialize. I'm, I'm It's a no. If there's like yeah. a bunch of topless photos where you can like see the D print through the sweatpants, that's wow. a no. So like, were there anything like now looking back at who you ended up with and how you did end up meeting or were there any things that you like, like had to, what's the, what am I thinking of? Like, were there any things that you had to look past or was it just you pursued a consistent route and then you were successful? Um, no, I don't think I had to look past anything. Um, cause I was, I'm kind of like you, like certain things, if I see on your profile, like I'm not even going to be like, well, maybe they're a good person. <laughs> like, no, you're not a good person. And I don't that was a SpongeBob like all the things, <laughs> <laughs> like all those things you listed. But I feel like what I've always paid attention to on the profile, like, you know, it's hard to not pay attention to pictures. Let's mm-hmm. be real, but that does matter. But I also pay attention to what's your education on your thing and also what is your job because that just says a lot about who you are and just like interest and things like that because there will be people on these apps talking about self-employed but it's like well from the rest right entrepreneur people use that term way too loosely and i'm like from the looks of your pictures you're not the entrepreneur who's actually making money or successful (laughs) you know you're the entrepreneur who just don't want to work a nine to five Uh, yeah you just wrote it in And then, like, I remember on Hinge, they would ask you, like, different questions, like, who's your favorite band or, like, a favorite memory or Mm -hmm. things like that. And those are the things that I would pay attention to. I'm like, if I can laugh at your response Mm -hmm. or, like, at least relate to that, I'm like, at least I know I can converse with you. So I would try to pay more attention to, like, those types of things. Yeah. But, yeah, everything that you said, like, your pictures, just any signs that you are completely into yourself, I'm over it. One thing that. I saw a lot also was when they ask about your love languages. <laughs> so when oh I gosh. like, I love when people answer the love language question, cause it's a real thing. Right. But some people, either they don't know what the love languages are and they'll just kind of name things, which is like, you know, Oh, I, when you bring me food after a hard day, like, sure. They don't know what love languages are and, but that's okay. Cause they still answer the question, even though it's incorrect. But what I always look for mm-hmm. is when a guy, girl, they be, they be running to type physical touch under the love languages. <laughs> they be uh, running uh, to I'm type exhausted it. for you. Yes, girl. it's like, okay, we get it. You want to F, but like, relax. Oh my God. I cannot believe people are out here. I mean, I get it. It's a, it's a love language, right? But like, we could read between those lines. Like, you know, maybe (laughs) don't say this. Like we get it, but you know, they'd be like acts of service. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) 
<laughs> so with all of these dates that we've been on, what was your worst date? Um, so I've had quite a few dates with men who you could tell that they're feeling something, but they don't know how to communicate it. You know, like I'll be pleasant. I'm not the ugliest person on the planet and there's something going on and they, it's like, they think that there's a sheet in front of my eyes. Like I can't see them. And I'm like, bro, something's wrong with you. And they'll just be like, no, I'm good. And it's just like, this is not fun anymore. Like I want to go home. That happens a lot or it's happened a few times. But the worst one that I can think of was, it was this guy, he was gorgeous. He was tall, dark, handsome, bald head, beard. I don't want to get too into it. <laughs> that man was from Philly, I'm huh? Not, girl. He, was, uh, <laughs> he was Jamaican, uh, and it was the first Jamaican I've ever been on a date with. But he was very attractive. He actually had, uh, I'm going to get too specific, he had Asperger's. Which, you know how I feel about those types of things. I was like, it intrigued me because he was like really attractive and he seemed cool, but I could see how he was a little different in the way that he was like social. But Mm -hmm. when he dropped me home, he just, you know how they say, if you're going to like kiss someone or hug someone or anything like that, you should go 50% and allow them to come the other 50. He went like 150%. And just like kissed me Ouch. in the car. And it was like a kiss to where my eyes are like a jar. And I'm like, bro, what is happening <laughs> right now? It was, it was entirely too much. And then, you know, afterwards I tried to text him about it and just be like, hey, you know, this is how I am. It's a, a it's a lot. And his um questioning towards me just went very sexual, like so fast. It was you like, know. I am a sexual person. Is that okay with you? Like day one, this is who I am. This is what I want. And it was like texting a horror film, you know? So that was. It's like every woman's like number one pet peeve. Why are you talking to me like this when I literally just. Yeah, it was. This was. We only went on one date and this was after that first date. He was. uh, Girl, it was disgusting. So you can understand with everything I knew about him, it just felt like a tornado. And so I just, I backed off from that. (laughs) Smart. What was yours? I'd say mine. So I remember, I think this might've been a second date for this person. And I remember on our first date, he had actually taken me to, we like walked around like in the downtown Philly area and did like one of those like horse ride things. And I was like, you know, this is a little much for the first date, but it's a kind Mm -hmm. gesture and it was fun. So the next date, we went out to lunch. And I remember, you know, looking at the menu, just chatting it up. And then the waitress comes around to take our orders. And this man asked the waitress, what is a cocktail? And I, girl, I I looked up and was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And I just felt so, I just wanted to leave. Like, I just... Wanted to like. Disappear. What does that mean? And it means you don't know what a cocktail is, which means you're not intelligent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I remember just feeling so embarrassed because the waitress is like explaining, and she's kind of fumbling herself because I'm sure no one asked her this before. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember I just did not want to make eye contact with her. I was like, please God, let this woman think I'm taking my brother out to lunch. Cause I was just like, I cannot believe I'm being seen with a fool. 
What did he order to drink? Girl, I don't even remember. <laughs> this was so long ago, but I hope he got a cocktail so he could know what it is next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's so funny because our stories are so different, but I was just like, no, I can't have any more conversations with you. And I, that was it. Like we ate lunch and said goodbye. That was it. And that was it. And now you're a story on my podcast. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so with all of the changes to the dating world that have happened in modern times, what would you say are some pros when it comes to the effects of dating today on mental health? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of great things that came out of online dating. First, I'd say, you know, it just kind of feels good, right? It's like we feel happier, maybe more confident in ourselves and just less lonely, you know, when you are engaged in the dating apps. It's like, you know, it feels great to get likes, you know, yeah. like that always just felt so wonderful. It just gives you that confidence boost and it just feels good to go on dates, especially if you're on a good date. You know, it's like, I love having good conversations and having fun. This is just a great way to meet new people. And yeah, I think those are probably the biggest things in terms of just giving us that mood boost. You know, it's like, I remember after a long day coming home and checking your app and it's like, oh, you have 30 likes or 30 matches or whatever. And it's like, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) kind of feel yourself a little bit. That's nice (laughs) that you put it like that because I'm so, what's the word where I'm not pessimistic, but where I think negatively all the time. And oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, I can be that way when, you know, when I see that I have a lot of likes, I'll be thinking, y'all thirsty, you know, (laughs) like y'all need to (laughs) relax and also X, you know. But yeah, that's a nice way to think about it. Mm-hmm. So I'd start there. And then I also think that, you know, research has shown that online dating is actually or can be successful. You know, we've talked about all of our friends that we know. And there's actually research that shows that about 25% of like modern couples have met online, you know, whether that is a dating website like match.com or whatever, or whether that's the app. So, you know, I think it's they're actually doing what they set out to do, you know. Mm-hmm which I think can be great. And then I'd say the last piece is that it really just opens up access to dating. And I think where that can be really helpful is for people who, you know, maybe live in certain areas or maybe just, you know, their circumstances just prevent them from meeting people regularly or consistently. Mm -hmm. And I think it just kind of opens access, gives us more options and just really knowing that there's more out there than what might be limited to our immediate surroundings. And, you know, I feel like most people have an internet connection nowadays or can access an internet connection pretty easily. So it's not something that is like, you know, limited to a certain um, percentage of the population or only wealthy people, for example. So yeah, I'd say those are kind of the main pros. Okay. And that makes sense because someone like me, you know, I don't, it's not my, like my schedule's insane and I'm just so busy or that I live in the middle of Idaho, but I don't really go out that much, you know, I'm not like an out person. Mm -hmm. So it's the, when can I meet someone if I don't leave my house or go out, you know? So I think it's been a great option just because of that bit of an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, what would you, um, against the pros that you just mentioned, are there any cons? Yes, there Um, are. I'd say one of the (laughs) biggest cons is catfishing. 
Have you ever been catfished before? No, I usually, so my, <laughs> the way that I do things is like, okay, we talk on the app. Do you bore me? No, great. You can have the digits, talk on the phone, text, whatever. But we FaceTime and before we go out every mm. time, like I'm FaceTiming you. Smart. I never did that before. (laughs) And I mean, like, I feel like there's catfishing is like, there's levels to it, right? Like when I, I feel like I have been catfished in the way that the man whose photos were on his profile, like, yes, it was him, but them photos were at least five to seven years old, you know? So it's like, I legitimately am showing up to a date and not realizing that you're actually standing next to me because you don't look like Uh -uh. you did. But then, you know, there's people out here who are legitimately being played by like, I don't know, a 10 year old in like Singapore, you know? (laughs) And it's like, that's, I'd say more of the extreme level of catfishing. But I think with online dating, it's just, it's easy to lie about who you are, you know, what you look like, what you do. And, you know, you having a FaceTime, I think that's a way to kind of get around some of that. But it's like, people can easily lie about their jobs, easily lie about how much they make, easily lie about, you know, what they like to do. And some of those things just may not be revealed until much later. And, you know, those walls start to crack a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's a big one. I'd say another big con of online dating is just kind of like how we have Zoom mm-hmm. fatigue, like having dating fatigue or app fatigue. You know, sometimes it does feel like too many options, you know, like it's very easy to just sit there and you'll find yourself swiping left or right or whatever for you know, the same amount of time you might be scrolling on Instagram. And I think as we were talking about earlier, it's just not that fun to keep having a bunch of like first dates or maybe second dates and then starting over, you know, that just kind of becomes, it takes the fun out of dating. You know, it feels like, oh, I have to do this again. Like, oh, let me get back out there. So I think that it can just create a little bit of fatigue, maybe some frustration, maybe even some boredom with the dating scene because it's just too much choice and not always a lot of like value in those choices. I'd say another thing is that apps have probably made it easier for people to have affairs or to mm. cheat. Not that people weren't doing this before the apps, you know, people who are cheaters are going to find a way regardless, but I think it makes things just a little bit easier, if you will. I have two questions. So speaking of what you just mentioned about people cheating, something, you know, I like break everything down. I look at way too many details, but Something that I noticed recently is that I'll get a guy's number, I'll be texting him, and then he'll message me back on the app, whether it's 10 minutes Mm. later, an hour later, a day later, a week later, whatever. But he'll message me on the app and say, can you text me again? I had to reset my phone. No, you didn't. Like You're cheating on your (laughs) wife slash girlfriend and you had to delete my text thread and you no longer have my number. Like who resets their phone, first of all, let alone all the texts are deleted. Like it's just, it doesn't feel real to me. And then on Mm -hmm. top of that, we share numbers in the app. So did reset your phone, erase your app also? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I noticed too, like when I was on the apps, like there would be some people where they only talk in certain times, like during the workday, you'd be trying to have all the conversations. But once that five o'clock come around, I don't hear anything Violence. from you until the next morning when you're at work. And I'm like, okay, like I, I know what this is. So I feel like you can kind of, you know, feel when someone is maybe trying yep. to cheat. Being dishonest for sure. So ridiculous. Exactly. And 
I'd say the last con is, you know, I don't even know if this is specific to online dating, but it's like, you know, part of dating is kind of being vulnerable, opening yourself up to the possibility of rejection, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, it sucks to be rejected in any form, you know, like I don't know anyone who enjoys feeling rejected, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's like with more options, it's also more opportunity to be rejected. So I think it really is a balance of like, how much can I take? You know, and I think we all get to those points where we're like, you know what, I'm done with this. Let me delete the app and take a break or whatever it is. But yeah, I'd say those are some of the the cons. But you know, you just kind of kind of weigh the pros and cons and figure out is this the best approach for me? You know, but I think online dating is here to stay. So I have a new dating app idea. <laughs> what it's is called it? Find Cuddly's Man. <laughs> <laughs> I log on, I type, I put one photo, Innovative, <laughs> right? I put one photo of myself, I put my name and then I open it and there he is. That's that. <laughs> Sounds pretty perfect yeah, to me. We call the app builder. <laughs> right. Whoever's listening, leave us a comment. <laughs> All right. It is time for our tips and takeaways where we give tips to incorporate into our lives and see how it works out. So my tip for this week is, you know, we mentioned dating fatigue a few minutes ago, and that is real. It feels similar to burnout, like at work. It's just you're looking at the app and you're, it's almost like you're not seeing the people's actual faces. Like they're not human. They're just a photo on your phone and you're not actually invested in caring about who they are. You're just kind of looking at the surface level things, or at least that's how it is for me. And whenever that happens, you know, I never really delete apps. I might, you know, remove it from my home screen. So it's not in my face every day, but just, you know, take a break. If you get to that point, just take a break, you know, go out, meet people the OG way. But I say take a break because I think that's what can lead to serial dating when you're kind of like dating without realizing that the other person on the other side of the phone is a person and that they deserve, you know, time and effort or, you know, just let them go off with someone else. So yeah, that's something that I've experienced and that would be my advice for that. Great advice. My tip for the week would be, you know, for those who are choosing to use apps to date, it's really hard to not pay attention to looks, right? And Again, looks do matter. I'm not saying you should date someone that you are unattracted to, but I just encourage you to maybe pay more attention to some of the other parts of the profile. You know, I think a lot of the dating apps have tried to really, you know, combat this focus on looks by adding new features, like being able to answer questions about yourself, you know, even thinking about the types of pictures that someone posts. Like you notice that they're posting a ton of hiking pictures and you like hiking too, Maybe that's your your reason to match, you know? So really just trying to pay attention to those other parts of the profile that might make you compatible with someone in addition to the way that they look. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of people sometimes where I'm like, ah, kind of going back and forth, but I've decided to, you know, swipe right because I liked other parts of their profile. So I think that's my tip for the week. And, you know, you never know, it might just work out. Yeah, that is true. It has happened before. 
Well, yeah, you guys, you know, try our tips out if you may. Um, email us at show at gmail.com and let us know how it went. So that's all for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Cut and I are going to take a little bit of a holiday break and enjoy some time with our families and friends. So we will be back with our next episode in 2023. We'll see you guys then. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and happy holidays. <laughs>